this practice, this uh, spiritual journey, is about, it's about discovering who we truly are. It's about uncovering uh, our true self, that intrinsic wholeness, presence, boundlessness, which is our true nature. And the way that the Buddha does this is by pointing again and again in many, many ways to who we think we are, this false sense of self that we all hold on to in many ways, many, many ideas of who we are. And, and, and helping us to realize, no, no, not this, not this. This is not who we truly are. This is not the fullness of ourself. <clears throat> One of the uh, ways that I've talked about over the course of the week is by um, one of the essential practices is to look at the three characteristics of every experience that we can uh, take in through the senses. Um, So I talked about impermanence, anicca, and unsatisfactoriness, dukkha, so everything's changing everything's flowing, everything's becoming something else, and we think that we can hold on to our experience or we think we get something that makes us feel good, makes us feel happy, and we, and we discover that we change, the experience changes, uh, and so it's not through holding on to experience that we can find this, um, this deep connection to who we truly are. That's what we keep looking for. And the third of these characteristics is anatta. Anatta is non-self. So, you know, we might have mentioned it, but I don't think we've explored it this week. And I'd like to take some time this morning to talk about anatta or non-self. Uh, it's, it's really at the heart of the Buddhist teaching, and it, it, all, it is also, for many people, something that is uh, um, challenging. <clears throat> so, um, so one of the ways, one of the very important ways that we can understand anatta. (coughs) Well, first of all, is to understand that because everything is changing, uh, there's no permanent um, self-existence. You know, so if 
if um, it's like if the weather is always changing, it's it's a set of conditions that is in flux. You can't say the weather is this. It's it's a set of conditions. It's in flux. Um, and uh, the body is always changing. You know, the body is is always uh, in flux. It's it's growing. It's aging. It's uh, sometimes it's in good health. Sometimes it's 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 sick. So um, and and of course it it's born and then it dies. So it's uh, it's not a self in any fixed or permanent sense. And, um, and another very important way of understanding anatta is um, the interdependent existence that everything has, the contingent existence. Contingent means it's, it's dependent on other things for its existence. And, and it, it is interconnected. Everything is interconnected with everything else. So one of my favorite ways of, of uh, talking about that is um, by just looking at this stick, which is used for sounding the bell. And so if we look at it in a very simple way, you know, we could say this stick has a self-existence. You know, it's, you know, it, it seems to have boundaries, it's, it's hard, I can hold it in my hand, you know, I can drop it on the floor, it clatters. And so in our common sense way, we, we think of this as having a separate existence from other things. But when we look at it with the eyes of wisdom, we see something that does not have a self-existence, that exists only in interdependence. So we can look at this stick with the eyes of wisdom and we can see the sun and rain. Um, because of course the tree from which it was made required those, um, those conditions for it to grow. <clears throat> we can see uh, of course the earth and and all the different minerals in the earth that are required for that tree to exist and to grow. We can see uh, human skills, human intelligence in this stick because, um, because the tools that were required to to make this beautiful rounded shape, you know, the, the skill of curving it in in a very subtle way, just beautifully, so that the hand can hold it very comfortably, the fingers wrap around it, and, uh, and there are ridges in certain places which are decorative and also functional in terms of the feeling of it. So, so the human mind, human intelligence, evolution is also in this stick. The conditions needed for human life to exist 
bring us back to the very beginnings of the universe in which the heavy metals were formed in the birth of stars, which can only be formed in the birth of stars because of the high heats required to form the heavy metals. And, um, and so the very beginnings of the universe can be seen also in this stick. If we continue to look at this stick with this inquiry, this wisdom inquiry, we can see, um, we can see issues of social justice. Who made this stick? Under what conditions? How much were they paid? How, were the, how was the tree who, from which this stick was formed? Was it, was it culled with environmental awareness? Um, how much greenhouse gas was used to transport this stick from you know, maybe it was made somewhere in Southeast Asia. I have, I don't know, but you know, uh, what's the what's the footprint, the um, the uh, environmental footprint of this stick? You know, and 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 the spiritual tradition that gave rise to using this stick. The the practice of meditation, uh, different spiritual practices, which you know uh, gave rise to making such implements, such as a bell and a and a, and a sounding stick. So, so we can hold up this stick, and and if we see all the the many many. Uh, lines of the web within which it exists, this web of life, uh, we see that it does, ha does not have any separate existence. It arises contingently. And, and so the same is true for ourselves. We think of ourselves as separate. We think of ourselves as, as uh, somehow, you know, we're in charge of our, of our life. And uh, and I talked about this in, when I talked about practicing with relationships. You know, when we look more deeply, we uh, we understand that this word self which we apply to ourselves is a label, it's a perception that we put on ourselves, which it's not that it has no truth at all. Of course, in some ways, each of us has an individual existence, but it's only a very partial truth. And so, the Buddhist practice it brings us to this inquiry into our experience. You know, and the Buddha says to us, everything that we can experience is impermanent, is unfulfilling, and is not self. And so, 
And so we, we look to our experience. It, it's, this is not a, a dogma to be incorporated into our thinking and, then, and, and believed. And so then we live out of this, this belief. Because beliefs aren't, don't liberate you. It's really directly seeing into your experience that liberates us and knowing what is true. And, and I think that, that we're drawn to this path. Uh, I, am, I am drawn to this path of, of practice, this spiritual path of Buddhism, because of a deep intuition that I have that, that a story or a belief system is not going to liberate me, is not going to bring me to freedom. It's, it's really seeing into the truth of who I am, what I am, what life is, that will bring me joy and freedom and peace. So, um, so I think that, you know, I think that that draws us to this practice. And so, um, so in this text that I've talked about, the, the Satipatthana Sutta, the, the four foundations of mindfulness, um, and, uh, and I've talked about how the body, mindfulness of the body, is, um, is a very uh, important foundation. It's the first foundation. And in this, in this foundation, um, in this text, uh, on, in the foundation of um, the body, the foundation of mindfulness of the body, uh, there's a contemplation that the Buddha offers, which which is one of my favorite. I really, uh, I've, I've practiced this a lot and I, um, I find it a very, very rich. And it's, it's called the um, contemplation of the four elements. <coughs> so the four elements, and I'm going to offer this to you this morning, and it's something that perhaps you can work with um, in your day. The four elements are um, an ancient system of understanding the totality of, um, of the world. You know, like we have much different uh, basic elements that we understand. You know, we understand protons and electrons and, uh, um, and subquantum particles. Uh, so, or subatomic particles is what I meant to, make, to say, you know, quantum, quantum particles. Uh, and, um, uh, and so we don't use this system of, you know, four elements anymore, but it's scientifically, but it is spiritually, it's a, it's a very interesting paradigm to use to reflect on. And the four elements are earth, air, uh, water, and fire. And they're a way of, of um, thinking about the body and thinking about 
everything, everything that is. And so we, we think these elements point to um, qualities, dynamics. Uh, and so it's not just um, the earth, you know, as a thing and fire as a thing and water as another thing and air as another thing, but it's, it's looking at the dynamics of each of these and, and recognizing these, uh, these dynamics within the body and outside the body. And, and, we, and we can then break through or see through our, uh, our limited understanding, our, our very perhaps rigid perceptions of what is inside and what is outside, what is the body, um, and uh, where the body ends, does the body end with this skin. So, um, so let's take a few minutes just to look at these elements. So the first, the earth element. <clears throat> so it, it's, it has, you know, the earth is, uh, is solid, it gives resistance, it, um, it supports, it has form. Um, it has weight. So, for example, uh, if something is soft, like this, you know, it has a certain amount of, of the earth element, but not so much as this, which is hard and rigid. So it has a resistant nature that, that prevents it from merging with other things. So it gives forms their shape, and it appears as earth, rocks, you know, the uh, the bark and the, and the, the, the woody, the woodiness of trees, um, you know, so there are many things that we can look around and we see that they have, you know, form and rigidity. So in the body, the earth is, uh, is in the bones, it's the primary element in the bones, the teeth, the, um, uh, the nails, um, it gives, so it gives the body the shape when we have a shape, so we have a shape to our body, and uh, um, that's, that's the earth element in the body. So the water element is, um, it's fluid, it's flowing, it has no shape of its own. It conforms to whatever uh, container it's poured into. Um, it fills what will hold it and, and adapts, so it adapts to forms. And um, it also has a cohesive element, so it, it, it uh, helps other, the other, it helps the earth element uh, cohere. So, for example, if we have, um, you know, uh, just dry earth and we add water to it, we, we get mud or clay or something that we can mold. And um, uh, when the earth, when the water element is missing, things become brittle. And and the movement, the the movement of the earth element is is stable. The movement of the water element is downward because it's 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 just stuff. It flows downward. Yes. Traduction. Traduction. Oui. Cohesion. 
to hold together, to like, um, okay? C'est un, un autre mot en français? Cohésion? Cohésion. C'est le même mot. L'eau, hein? So in the body, the water element is uh, in the bodily fluids, the blood, the saliva, uh, urine, um, tears, um, lymph, all the, you know, all the body fluids, semen. The fire element uh, gives heat and light, warmth. It, uh, it transmutes things, so it, it is a tra has a transformative dynamic, burns, it burns away impurities, um, it strengthens, um, and it's, uh, it's, of course, we see it in the sun. Um, it also is present in the center of the earth. The, uh, the molten lava, um, the, the, uh, the movement of fire is upward. Like, you know, the flame rises upward, hot air rises. Um, and so uh, in the body, the fire is the, is the element that warms the body. Um, it, uh, it, the, the digestion of the food is the, you know, so, so actually the energy of the sun is transmuted by the body uh, when we digest it. It's, it's made available, it's burned in the body. So the energy of the sun is captured by, by plants through their, their um, photosynthesis process, capturing the sun, making food. So we eat plants or animals that we eat, eat the plants, and this is stored. And then when we, when our body digests the food, the energy from the sun is released in the body. So, um, so the warmth that we feel within the body, um, that, you know, we, uh, as warm-blooded mammals, we, uh, we can create in the body. It's a, it's a very brilliant way of um, taking the energy from the sun and and making it available for our lives in this way. So it also um, uh, it's also present in the aging of the body. So the the um, the the water element leaves the body. The earth element is less in the body and. And the aging of the body is um, is also an an, an expression of uh, of fire. So uh, the air element is um, uh, of course it's uh, it's the atmosphere that we breathe in, oxygen, and um, we see its effects as movement. It has its direction is outward. So, uh, so communication is, uh, is an expression of air. Um, the movement through, our movement through space, movement around, is an air expre expression of the air 
um, element, its vibration. Um, of course, the most uh, obvious way is the breath. So we breathe in and we breathe out. Um, so these are, um, this is a short summary of these four elements that, um, that comprise our being and our life and our world. So, um, so one way that we, we can <coughs> contemplate the earth element um, externally and internally is when we eat. You know, it actually is an expression of all the elements. So we eat, and um, we, so we take in some manifestation of, uh, of the earth, you know, plants or, you know, animal. We, we eat it, and it becomes our body. You know, so it, it becomes uh, part of this body. So when we're, when we pick up an apple and we, you know, we look at it, we don't think of it as, this is my body. But then, you know, we eat it, we chew it, we swallow it, and then, and then we think, um, you know, this is my body. <laughs> now, you know, so w at what point did the apple become part of the body? And then, and then maybe part of it leaves the body, we excrete part of it that the body can't use, it's too fibrous or um, we don't digest it. So, so why do we consider uh, this body mine or me, that this is somehow who I am? You know, that it's, it has this separate existence. So, um, so water, you know, we continually drinking water and, uh, and it's absorbed in the body almost immediately when we drink it. But when we see a lake, when it rains, do we think, this is my body? But when we drink it, and we feel the saliva in the mouth, then we think, this is my body. So, so why is it that the sense of the boundary of my body stops with you know, the, the fluids that are inside this case of skin, and we don't see the world, you know, the, the earth and the lakes and the oceans as my body. So the sun um, also, it's the source of the heat in our body. And when we feel the body you know, the, the warmth in the body and the, you know, the, of course, 
we have this, you know, warmth is this a sign of life. Without, if, a, if the body falls below a certain temperature, we die. Um, and so we may not think about it, but it's intrinsic in our sense of ourselves that our bodies are warm. We need our bodies to be warm. So when we see the sun, which is the source of the warmth of the body, we don't think, this is my body. But we just think, so why do we think that the warmth of the body is, is my body, but we don't think that the sun is my body? And so each, each moment, we're breathing in and we're breathing out. Of course, this is the air element. And the air is what allows the oxygenation to happen in the digestive process. So we need oxygen for the body to, to digest the food, you know, because oxygen is needed for fire, right? So, so that's how, you know, the, the lungs um, put the oxygen into the blood and then, you know, that carries it around to the organs and, and, um, and so this is necessity for the digestion of food. Uh, and, um, and when we look at the, the air around us, the air, you know, the space around us, filled with the atmosphere which is on which our life depends, you know, we don't think, you know, this sky, this air, this environment is my body. But when we breathe in and we feel our lungs fill with air, we feel this is my body. So why do we hold this sense of boundary? You know, and of course, there's this beautiful exchange that is happening with all growing things, all the, the trees, you know, the, the, the rainforests, the for, all the forests of the world where, you know, they breathe out carbon, uh, oxygen and, and we breathe it in. We breathe out carbon dioxide and they breathe it in. So there's this this amazing mutuality that exists in life. But when we look at a tree, do we think, this is my body? We have this sense of, this is me, this enclosed, you know, envelope of skin and, you know, this is me. So, so this, is, this is a very beautiful meditation to bring into our activities, to, to look around and, and uh, internally, externally, the earth element internally, the earth element externally, the water element internally, the water element externally the fire element internally, the fire element externally, 
the air element internally, the air element externally. And, and our sense of separateness can just begin to become more permeable, you know, that we, um, uh, we're more porous. Uh, we're, it's not that we don't have an existence, but it's not a separate existence. You know, in Zen, there's this circle uh, that you see sometimes, and it's always a little open. You know, it's so we're like an open system, where we're we're uh, we're not a closed system. There's an exchange happening. We're a pattern. We're a process. You know, and um, to see ourselves in this way, and so. So I, I need to care about this earth. I need to care about the lakes and the oceans. They're my body. Uh, I need to care about the air. And, and my body and your body, uh, they're, they're also not so separate. You know, we share so much. We, we interpenetrate ourselves. We interpenetrate one another in, you know, in our thoughts, in our activities, in what we share, in, um, uh, in our conversations, in, in our touch with, with, uh, to one another, the way we touch each other. So, um, so this, This sense of self, this this solid, limited, bounded sense of self, you know, we need to inquire into it. We need to question it, our our perception of being a separate self. So so throughout the day, um, feel the body. You know, just feel the body. Feel the earth element of the body feel it right now, so the, the uh, support of the earth, the pressure of the body on the earth, um, the resistance, so that's, uh, that's an expression of the earth element, inside and outside. So the water element, you know, feel the water element, notice how, you know, continually needing to replenish the water element. So, so at what point did this water become me? You know, when I lifted the, the, uh, the water bottle, you know, when I had the intention of lifting the water bottle, when I put it to my lips, when, I lit, when, it, when it entered my mouth, you know, at what point did that water become me? Um, the fire element, so feel the body temperature, be aware of the temperature, the, the ambient temperature outside, you know, as you walk outside, as you move into different, into rooms where you're working or living or studying, um, 
just be aware of the fire element uh, present internally and externally and uh, and the air element so the movement the breath the movement of the body um, the movements within the body so um, so the movement so the blood is um, is a, primarily the water element although it has earth element and and um, but the movement of the blood is uh, an expression of the air element because movement is the dynamic of the air element so it, so all elements have you know there it's even even water itself you know we can if you've ever got dived from a diving board and landed on your belly you've experienced the the rigidity of water so so that the water element is uh, has that hardness and rigidity within it so they interpenetrate each other and um, and also See the impermanence of the elements. So see their characteristics, their dynamics, and also see how they rise and fall because of causes and conditions. And see how they rise and fall selflessly. There's, they rise and fall, they manifest selflessly, so there's no self, there's no there's no self in charge of, you know, the, the breathing in, the, the, uh, the taking of the oxygen from the breath, the distributing it through the body, by the blood. You know, this is all happening. This is a manifestation of life. You know, there's, there's no self in charge of this. This is life expressing itself, just as the wind moving the treetops is life expressing itself. I'm gonna um, read a, a little poem which is uh, an interpretation of um, a, po a poem by uh, Meister Eckhart, and it's an interpretation by um, Daniel Landinsky, who's a, a translator. So uh, Meister Eckhart is a Christian, medieval Christian mystic. When I was the stream, when I was the forest, when I was still the field, when I was every hoof, every foot, fin and wing, when I was the sky itself, no one ever asked me, did I have a purpose? No one ever wondered 
Was there anything I might need? For there was nothing I could not love. It was when I left all we once were that the agony began. The fear and questions came, and I wept, I wept. And tears I had never known before. So I returned to the river. I returned to the mountains. I asked for their hand in marriage again. I begged, I begged to wed every object and creature, and when they accepted, God was ever present in my arms. And he did not say, where have you been? For then I knew my soul, every soul, has always held him. And there's a very simple and very memorable saying um, that also points to this reflection. And it's, um, it's said by, uh, it was said by um, an Indian uh, sage named Nisargadatta Maharaj. And uh, he lived in the last century. And he said, when I see that I am nothing, I am wisdom. When I see that I am everything, I am love. Between these two, my life flows. some time to um, to bring this to uh, a discussion um, if there are questions or a response if you have a response something that's come up in your heart uh, in your mind that you'd like to say something that you'd like to uh, bring from your own experience um, very open to that Yeah, just like very expansive view of the self and 
So, um, uh, just one uh, uh, thing I'd like to bring in. I know that um, uh, you talked a little bit about Donna, about generosity. And generosity is an expression. Uh, it's a practice, and it, it's an expression of this um, non-self, also. Um, because uh, you know we it it's a way of of uh, of working with of addressing of encountering this uh, sense of fear of not enough I don't have enough and 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 just opening and uh, sharing what we have. Um, you know, for me, the practice of teaching, as uh, you know, on the basis of Donna, is is a is an expression of that. It's a it's a trust in the flow of life that 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 comes through me and and then also comes back and supports me. There's um, a way of talking about Donna that that um, I think is very beautiful. Uh, <laughs> The bowl has been filled. You don't know who has filled the bowl, but the bowl has been filled that has enabled this to happen. This gathering of teaching, um, of teachers, of practice. Uh, the bowl has been filled. It's, it's brought this together. The resources were there. And so now it's you know, it's, it's used up, so we need to refill it. And it's, it's passed on. You don't, it's not necessarily passed on to you. Uh, it's, passed on, it's passed on in generosity so that the practice can keep, keep happening. And that, that uh, is a beautiful part of the, the practice of Donna, this, uh, this, just, this flow of generosity. You know, into our lives, and uh, and we give it back, without uh, needing to, you know, to know it goes, you know, to this or to that, or but it's, it just supports the teaching, the practice. So um, I wish you a beautiful, expansive. Uh, Big, big self day. <laughs> big, boundless self day. I'll see you back here tonight. Thank you. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.